This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Inna alhamdulillahi ta'ala nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharikalah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا نصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار as we fast approach the last 10 nights of this month of Ramadan, which begins on this Sunday night, inshallah ta'ala, we know that it was the practice of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam to expend more in way of worship and effort and coming closer to Allah azza wa in those last 10 nights than he would in the first 20 nights of the month of Ramadan. And that was a principle which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam not only embodied himself, but it is something which the companions radiallahu anhum ajma'een understood. And they too applied within their own practice of worship in this month of Ramadan, in these last 10 nights of Ramadan. And that is shown in a number of narrations and a hadith. Perhaps the most famous of them is the narration of our mother Aisha radiallahu anha, in which she asks about the dua of Laylatul Qadr. And Imam Tirmidhi rahimahullah ta'ala collects in his jami'ah. Qala haddathana Qutaybat ibn Sa'idin, qala haddathana Ja'far ibn Sulaiman al-Dubai, أن الكهمس بن حسن عن عبد الله بن بوريدة أنا عائشة رضي الله عنها أنها قالت يا رسول الله أرأيت لو علمت أي ليلة ليلة القدر ما أقول فيها قال قولي اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عني This dua that we find this hadith of Aisha رضي الله عنها is a well known dua It's the dua that you often hear the imam reciting in the witter prayer each and every night or throughout many nights of the month of Ramadan, but especially in the last 10 nights of Ramadan, it's a dua that you're familiar with, and I'm sure that many of you have memorized this dua. But perhaps many of us have never stopped to think about the importance of this dua, and why the Prophet ﷺ pinpointed and highlighted and emphasized this particular dua over and above any other invocation and supplication that you could choose to make on the nights of the last 10, seeking Laylatul Qadr. One of the first benefits that we find from this hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha when she came and she said, O Messenger of Allah, do you see that if I find Laylatul Qadr, which dua should I make? It shows to you that she understood that from the most virtuous acts of worship that you can perform on the night that you hope and wish and pray is Laylatul Qadr is to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because she didn't say, O Messenger of Allah, what act of worship should I do if Laylatul Qadr comes? She already knows because she understands. Because the Prophet ﷺ would spend those last 10 nights of Ramadan in salah and in the recitation of the Qur'an and in dua. And that is why some of the scholars went to the position 
that it is those acts of worship that Allah Azza wa intended when He said, Laylatul Qadri khayrun min alfi shahar. Laylatul Qadr is better than a thousand months of worship. Because that is what the Prophet chose to do during those nights. Another scholar said, no, charity and any good deed applies. But the point is that they all agreed that the Prophet didn't spend those nights doing other acts of worship. He spent them in salah, in recitation of the Quran and the dhikr of Allah and in making dua. And Aisha radiallahu anha understands this. And from the benefits that we see from this, therefore, is the love or the understanding that Aisha radiallahu anha has of this religion. That she doesn't need to ask a messenger of Allah, should I give charity on this night? Should I feed someone on this night? Should I do X, Y, Z act of worship on this night? She knows, she understands because she's an observant lady. She's a scholar of this religion. She knows how the Prophet ﷺ worships when, she, when he's in her house and in her presence. O Messenger of Allah, which dua should I make? And Aisha radiallahu anha is a scholar from amongst the companions. It's not like she doesn't know any duas. It's not like she's not familiar with the duas of the Qur'an or the many duas that the Prophet ﷺ taught his companions that are narrated throughout the sunnah. She knows. But she's asking, what is the most important thing that I should concentrate on in terms of asking for on this night? And that is another point that we should understand. Because you can make any dua on the, light, on the nights of the last ten. If you think it's Laylatul Qadr, you can ask for anything. Make dua for yourself, your families, your wealth, your health, anything and everything. But what is it that you should be focusing on? What is it that you should be concentrating on? That is why Aisha radiallahu anha is asking. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, as we know, loved Aisha radiallahu anha more than he loved anyone else. When he was asked, O oh, Messenger of Allah, who do you love? He said, Aisha radiallahu anha. So he's not going to tell her to focus on something that is less important. He's not going to tell her to focus on something that maybe is okay, or maybe if you do it, he's going to tell her to focus on what is the most essential thing. Because there are limited hours on the night of Laylatul Qadr. It is a finite opportunity of a few hours. You have to take that time, you have to use it wisely. Just as the people of Hajj on the day of Arafah, they don't mess around, they don't play around once the time of Dhuhr comes in. There are a few hours that you have to ask for Allah, to ask of Allah what is of the most important and most integral things that you need. Similar to the night of Qadr, Laylatul Qadr. You don't have the time to just make du'as for anything or everything. Yes, you can, but there is something that you should concentrate on more and above anything else. And so the Prophet ﷺ told her another benefit. He said ﷺ in the du'a, Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afu. Oh Allah, you are the one who pardons and you love to pardon. And that is from the names of Allah Azza wa Jal that he is Al-Afu subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Al-Afu, the one who pardons, is similar in meaning to the one who forgives. Similar in meaning to the one who has mercy and kindness and generosity towards his creation. But there is a difference between Maghfirah, which is forgiveness, and Al-Afu, which is to pardon. Because Al-Maghfirah in the Arabic language in its root word means to conceal, to veil. So when someone sins and Allah forgives them, He is essentially covering their sin. And we know in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ said, that whoever Allah covers their sins, generally speaking on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, He will forgive them. It is a good sign. If Allah conceals our sins and veils them, that is a sign of forgiveness inshaAllah ta'ala on the day of judgment. But when you conceal someone's sin, the sin is still there. Still present. All you did is draw a curtain, you veil the sin. But the sin is still there. The meaning of the word afu, is more eloquent. 
It is a higher form and a more complete form of forgiveness. Because al-afu is to expunge. Al-afu is to wipe out. Al-afu is as if it never happened in the first place. So you no longer need to conceal it. Because Allah Azza wa didn't only forgive and conceal and veil, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wiped it away as if it never occurred. And that is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam chose this name. That is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam focused on this name. He said, oh Allah, you are the one who is al-afu, the one who pardons. Tuhibbu al-afu, and you love to pardon subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fa'afu anni, so pardon me. For more of the things that you could ask for, all of the du'as that the Prophet ﷺ could have taught the one that he loved most, Aisha radiallahu anha, and by extension therefore, the rest of his ummah, he chose to focus on this one issue. And it is extremely brief and concise in its words, but extremely comprehensive in its meanings. Because al-afu includes two things, the afu of the dunya and the afu of the akhirah. The afu of the dunya, the pardoning that Allah gives to people in this life in the dunya includes everything that takes place in this world. Because we know that the night of Qadr, because Aisha radiallahu anha asks specifically, she didn't say, O oh, Messenger of Allah, what dua do I make in Ramadan? What dua do I make in the last 10 nights of Ramadan? She asks if I meet or I see Laylatul Qadr, what dua should I make? Why al-afu then? Because from the purposes of Laylatul Qadr, as Allah mentions in the Quran in Surah Al-Dukhan, فِيهَا يُفْرَقُوا كُلُّ أَمْرٍ حَكِيمٍ Allah descends the decree of the following year on the night of Laylatul Qadr. Allah has decreed everything in the Lawh Al-Mahfuz, the preserved tablet. Everything that will happen until Yawm Al-Qiyamah has been written and recorded. But that decree is sent down to the earth on an annual basis, a yearly basis. And that night is the night of Qadr. And that's why some of the scholars said, and there are different opinions, but some of them said it is called Laylatul Qadr because it speaks to the decree of Allah that descends to the earth on that night. So when you ask Allah Azza wa Jal to forgive you and to pardon you on the night that Allah Azza wa Jal will cause His decree to descend, and we know that the Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, nothing changes the decree of Allah except dua. Nothing changes the decree of Allah except dua. You're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you a decree for the following year in which Allah azza wa has bestowed upon you His forgiveness and His pardon. And how many calamities, how many hardships, how many tests and trials and tribulations as we've just seen in the past 18 to 24 months of the lives that we've just lived and the experiences that we've just had, only Allah knows what the future holds. But when you spend that night making dua, only Allah knows how much evil has been warded off from you. And how much has changed in terms of the evil and hardship that may have struck you. And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pardoned you that even in those hardships and those calamities that do strike you, that you do suffer from, that Allah gives you the steadfastness and the patience and the perseverance and the discipline to be able to deal with them in a way that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you ask Allah azza wa jal for al-afu. And there are stories about, if you read the stories of the scholars of how they would meet people, and they would teach them this dua on the night that they would consider to be Laylatul Qadr, maybe the 23rd, the 25th, the 27th night of Ramadan. And that person who had no understanding of the religion, didn't worship Allah, never prayed, even on the night of the 27th of Ramadan, they're outside on the streets, dossing and messing around rather than worshiping Allah. But when they make this dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala transformed their lives. Because they're asking Allah azza wa jal to pardon. And when you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his pardon, it is a comprehensive term that includes every good. 
And that is why the Prophet ﷺ taught it. Because if Allah pardons you and forgives you and has His mercy upon you, then what else do you need? What more is there? Because every good and every blessing is entailed within the mercy of Allah. Every kindness, every generosity that you could possibly need in this life and the next comes from the mercy and the forgiveness and the pardon of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah forgives you, you are saved. If Allah Azzawajal forgives you, you have Jannah. If Allah Azzawajal showers His mercy upon you, there is no force in the rest of the universe that can come and stand before the mercy of Allah Azzawajal. And that is one meaning of the dunya. But then you have the second meaning, which is al-afu, the pardon of Allah Azzawajal on the day of judgment. When all of us will stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with all, of, with all of the sins that we've committed, with all of the errors that we've done, with all of the oppression that we've committed upon ourselves and to one another, when we stand before Allah Azzawajal, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has accepted that dua, and all of it is expunged and wiped clean. That is the power of one simple dua. That doesn't take you more than four, five, six seconds to utter from the words of your tongue, but its meaning is so vast and so great. That you ask Allah to treat you on the day of judgment as if those sins never existed. They will be wiped away clean. And to come to Allah with a clean slate, with a white page, with no sins, is the greatest of achievements and the greatest of victory in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why the Prophet ﷺ told us to focus on this. Al-Hafidh al-Imam ibn Rajab, rahimahullah ta'ala, he has an amazing statement in his book, Lataiful Ma'arif. He says, why did the Prophet ﷺ tell us to focus on this issue of forgiveness and pardon? When for 20 days, the first 20 days and nights of Ramadan, all you've been doing is worshipping Allah. How much Quran have you already read? How many fasts have you completed? How many taraweeh prayers and salah have you? How many du'as have you been making for 20 days? Now the Prophet ﷺ is saying, ask for more forgiveness, make this dua. Why? He says, rahimahullah ta'ala, because the believer is the one who despite all of those good deeds, despite everything that they've already accomplished by the will of Allah in the month of Ramadan, the believer is the one who doesn't take it for granted. They don't know if Allah is going to accept those deeds. They don't put their guarantee on those deeds that they've completed because they don't know the quality and the level of the value that it has in the sight of Allah Azza wa Jal. And they know from themselves that despite, even if Allah does accept them, despite all of that, the sins that they have are still far greater. And the blessings that Allah has bestowed upon them are far more and far more numerous. And so therefore, why wouldn't they ask for the afu of Allah Azza wa Jal on these last 10 nights of Ramadan in the hope of attaining Laylatul Qadr? And that is why Allah Azza wa Jal tells us that from the attributes of the believers, is that when they come towards the end of their good deeds, when they accomplish amazing things in terms of worship, they make istighfar of Allah and they ask Allah for His forgiveness. When you finish the salah, every obligatory salah, what's the first dhikr that you make? Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. When the people of Hajj make Hajj and they finish from Arafah and they leave, Allah says to them, Thumma afidu min haythu nas, astaghfirullah. When you leave from Arafah and you go to Muzdalifah having completed the main pillar of Hajj, now seek Allah's forgiveness. They just completed Arafah. Inshallah, Allah has just wiped away all of their sins. No. Now you make istighfar of Allah Azza wa Jal. And likewise, now that you've done 20 odd nights of Ramadan, you've done the two thirds of this month, now is the time for you to redouble your efforts in terms of seeking forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah Azza wa Jal make us from amongst those that He forgives and pardons. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'ani wa sunnah. Wa nafa'ani wa yakum bima fihim min al-ayati wa al-hikma qulu qawli hadha. Wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Wa li jami'i al-muslimina min kulli dhambin fa astaghfiruh. Innahu kana ghaffara. 
Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala wa sallam tasliman kathira. It is because of the meanings that we've mentioned and the points that we've discussed that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam will put more time and effort in these last 10 nights of Ramadan than in any other time of the year. He would spend the whole night awake and that wasn't his norm because the Prophet sallallahu would pray qiyamul layl but he would sleep a portion of the night. But in these 10 nights, he doesn't sleep. And he would do more in terms of acts of worship and coming closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he would wake up his family and ask them to spend the night awake with them. And he wouldn't do that often. Normally his wives would sleep and he would pray. Normally they wouldn't be asked or awakened by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But because of what is so precious during these last 10 nights, and that is the night of Laylatul Qadr, worth a thousand months of worship. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made i'tikaf for the first 10 nights of Ramadan because he didn't know when Laylatul Qadr was. So Jibreel came to him at the end of the first 10 nights and he said, continue, make i'tikaf because it wasn't in the first 10 nights. So he made i'tikaf for the middle 10 nights of Ramadan. Can you imagine 20 nights of Ramadan already in i'tikaf? Jibreel comes to him and he said, no, still you haven't attained Laylatul Qadr. Continue in i'tikaf. And then the Prophet ﷺ made i'tikaf for the last 10 nights. And then after that every year, he would only make it in the last 10 nights of Ramadan. And that is why the position or the strongest position amongst the scholars of Islam and Allah knows best concerning when Laylatul Qadr is, is that it could be on any of the last 10 nights of Ramadan. And it changes from year to year. One year is the 23rd, perhaps one the 21st, one the 27th. Only Allah knows. And that is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to seek out Laylatul Qadr. Because of how important it is. And so to spend these last few nights, inshallah ta'ala, that begin on Sunday, worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal, reading Quran, making salah, making dua to Allah Azza wa Jal, in particular with the dua that we just mentioned, inshallah ta'ala, it is from the greatest acts of worship that you can perform in the hopes that Allah Azza wa Jal allows me and you to witness the night of Laylatul Qadr. And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal with His most beautiful names that He allows us to do so. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us from amongst those who worship Him and make dua to him on that night and that Allah Azza wa Jal pardons and forgives us raises our levels in Jannah that Allah Azza wa Jal increases our rewards and forgives our sins and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us from amongst those that he will emancipate from the fire of hell Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammad kama sallayta ala Ibrahima wa ala Ali Ibrahima innaka hamidun majid wa barik ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahima wa ala Ali Ibrahima fil alameen innaka hamidun majid subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaneen Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.